Why did I come out of the closet as a yogi and Taoist after 30 years? 30 years I kept my spiritual side a secret. What happens when you finally take that step and show the world who you are deep inside? In this podcast, I want to tell you why this is the time to do that for all of us. Yes, I'm talking to you. Thank you for tuning in. We are in the middle of a spiritual revolution and we know we need to change. But what are the secrets to spiritual growth and awakening? How do you get rid of the false beliefs and dogmas that no longer serve you? How do you see through your own spiritual BS? I'm Alex Vergale, a.k.a. The Dutch Taoist, and welcome to my podcast. So I got initiated into Kriya Yoga in 1989, January, by Paramansa Hariharananda, a realized yogi. I was 23 at that moment, so pretty young, if you ask me, to start a spiritual path. At first I was a little hesitant, because, uh, you know, a guru, and you don't know, but he turned out to be the real deal, and I became so happy, I was so happy, I wanted to share with everyone, you know, hey, I got this great thing, Kriya Yoga. But the reactions from friends and colleagues were just terrible. And I was surprised because in the 90s, we saw a surge of new age things, like astrology, Reiki. There was a book called uh, The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield, huge bestseller, spiritual book. I, I don't think it was a very good book, but it was a huge bestseller on all the lists. And uh, meditation, although it became more and more accepted with, with mainstream people, probably it was still kind of unknown territory, and certainly with a guru involved, who looked like Bhagwan Sri Ranish, you know. Um, so people thought I had joined a sect. A sect. I, I told them, no, I'm, I'm meditating, man. It's just Kriya Yoga. It's a great technique, and you should do it, and I'm so happy. And But, you know, it was awkward. And, and that's when it hit me. This is not a mainstream thing. I'm not a mainstream person, probably. And it was the same with being a vegetarian in those days. Almost no one was a vegetarian in the 90s. People were talking about it, but it was not a mainstream thing. In a restaurant, you could only get an omelette as a vegetarian option, you know. You, you, you won't believe how many omelettes I ate in the 90s. And that's why I became so fat, I think. And, and if you look now, so many people are vegan. You know, if you go to the supermarket in the Netherlands, I don't know what the situation is like in other countries, but there's a vegan option for almost every food product in the Netherlands, in, in, the, in the mainstream supermarkets. So um, with the meditation in the 90s, a lot of people started meditating, but a guru and going to India... It was still a bit strange, and I got strange reactions from some of my colleagues and friends. It bothered me, even my in-laws. Alex, you, you, you didn't join a sect, did you? You didn't take my daughter to a sect? No. So what I did, I was still pretty young. What do you do? You stop talking about it. And I, 
you know, I started my screenwriting career. I, I did uh, a lot of television, a lot of novels I wrote, but I never wrote about the thing that that was most important to me, you know, because my shows, my sitcoms, my movies, and the books that I wrote, they were for a mainstream audience. I adapted. That's what people do, right? They adapt. I put my spiritual side in the closet. That's what I did for many, many, many years. We're talking about 30 years of my life here. And uh, I, I, I had this growing sense of unease, especially last years, especially when I started having these awakening experiences. Because I felt, first of all, so much gratitude, just like a flow of energy out of my heart. I wanted to share it with people. And teachers started to tell me, like, Alex, you have to start teaching this stuff to people. You can't, you know, keep this for yourself. But I didn't see how that would work, you know, at all. It felt still awkward. Uh, but the awakenings, they were so powerful. And uh, it became more and more like uneasy for me to hide it. And then the corona crisis hit. You know, we're calling it a crisis for, because for many people, it is a crisis. And it is, you know, it is a terrible thing. But for me, like, for, like also for many other people, uh, it was also kind of a blessing in disguise. Because I just turned off the television. I didn't want to hear all the negative news every day. And uh, I, uh, my, my work just, you know, everything fell flat on its back. My whole career was just like, it was gone. Not gone. I, you know, the, the, the sensible thing would have been to start writing new scripts or books and then come out with a new book after the crisis. But, you know, the world around me had become silent. Nature blossomed. I had a, I have a little garden with a little tree. And I saw two birds. They were nesting in the tree. And uh, I felt such a deep, positive connection to the earth and to the trees and the birds And in this period. And, you know, my desire to write fiction completely disappeared. After 30 years of writing fiction, I didn't want to leave the present moment. I was so, I was felt so good. Uh, so quiet and so peaceful, positive. And before I knew it, I wasn't writing a book about a fiction story or a movie. I was writing a book about my spiritual path, my awakenings, my struggles. It was completely personal. It was my deepest, deepest, deepest inner life. I just poured on the pages it still felt like I didn't leave the closet, you know, because I was just like writing a diary. It was like, nobody has to know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm just writing this book and we'll see uh, what happens. And then my first surprise was I finished the books because I like to finish things when I start them. Uh, but I was pretty surprised that I finished this book because it was so personal, so new to me and it was nonfiction and, you know, and then I thought, what am I going to do? Let's, uh, well, you know, I could write an email to one publisher and uh, see what happens. It's just, 
it wouldn't be stepping out of the closet, you know. It would just hit the send button, and that's it. It's a PDF file, and it just leaves my computer, and that's it. That's not that's not like you know stepping out of the closet, is it? So I did that, and I wrote one email to one publisher in Amsterdam. <laughs> to my surprise, within a week they offered me a contract. I was like, "What? A contract?" And and then it. It hit me, you know, oh my God, there's no way back now. What am I going to do? I felt pretty scary uh, because I thought, yeah, people only know me as a screenwriter. How are they going to react? What's going to happen? And I, I have to tell you, I still have this feeling at this moment while I'm speaking, uh, recording this podcast because what if they're listening now? You know, and it, it's, it is scary. It's like a new me you know, presenting myself uh, a new side of me to the world. But uh, at the same time, it feels so natural. So I think I had no choice. And I decided to jump right in. And before I knew it, I didn't have just a book, but I was creating an online course, Ground to Relax, because uh, I have this package of techniques that I call the Grounding Bootcamp, because I think people need to ground more, right? It's so important for your spiritual growth. So I started teaching people my grounding boot camp, one-on-one, you know, and the, the results were pretty amazing. I would see people shift just in front of my eyes within an hour. So, uh, okay, let's create this online course. We can do it live now. Uh, let's do it online. And before I knew it, it was filming an online course. And, uh, and before I knew it, I started doing this podcast. So within a few months, my life completely turned around. And and what I want to tell you is that, uh, yeah, it, it sounds a little bit soft, but how it makes me feel, because it is so incredible. I, I just can't believe it. I realized that, uh, you know, being completely open and vulnerable and honest about who I am you know, because spirituality is uh, the most important aspect of my life, to be honest about that is incredibly liberating. And the reactions that I get from people are astounding. Everyone is so um, empowering. Everybody wants to help me. And because, you know, the network I've been creating the past 30 years, you know, all the people I've been doing workshops with, and they all want to help me. And... um it's such a positive thing. And I feel that being open about who we are as a spiritual person, that is what we need right now at this moment in the world. This is what the world needs you to do right now as well, I think. To 100% become who you are. Deep within yourself, you know, you know who you are. You are not listening to this podcast for no reason. Let's be honest about that. I think you need to step up and show your spiritual side because the world is in pain, it's in crisis, and we need healing. We need new concepts. We need a new way of dealing with things. We need honesty, not just in politics, but in spirituality as as well, in our lives. You know, uh, we need truth. We need embodiment. And we certainly need, I think, which is one of the most important things, we need new role models. 
not just in the media, but in our lives, to show people, you know, you are not the only one. I'm like you. And that's why I am doing this. And uh, I think, you know, what I need is I need you to be you and the whole world needs you to be you. So that's my story about my little big secret. And I feel pretty much blessed, you know, because Taoism is all about letting go of emotional blocks. And I never realized that my job and my public persona were so blocked, you know. That's what living in a closet does to you. You're trapped. It's like a prison. And now I've, I've this. It's just the intent and the the decision I made, and shit started moving. Incredible, incredible. And I think uh, in the end, my Taoist practice made me do this. It was the logical result of years of practice because um, in Taoism we. We don't just talk about aligning your head and your heart because that's what you hear a lot of people talking about. Um, you know, to align your head and your heart or align your heart with the spirit of the universe. And it's all true, it's all very important. But in Taoism, you align your heart, your head, and your belly, which means your body. Because once the body gets really involved, there's no turning back, you know, because in your body, there's a lot of truth. That's who you are deep inside. Um, and I'll tell you more about that in my next podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Please subscribe or leave a comment. And I'd love to see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.